Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Nuclear war and the resulting fallout has been a worldwide fear for decades. But with Russia's invasion of Ukraine, is the threat of escalation at an all-time high? What would he gain from dropping a nuclear weapon? One assumes a tactical missile inside Ukraine. No one sees that as winning the war for him. Just how far is Vladimir Putin willing to go with nuclear weapons? And what price may Americans pay if the doomsday clock strikes zero? This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. The ongoing invasion of Ukraine at the hands of Russia has been going on since February, at least this time. Vladimir Putin's army invaded and annexed Crimea in 2014, so this has been going on for longer than a matter of months. Over the course of the last several months, however, the Russian strongman has increased his rhetoric when it comes to veiled threats of the use of nuclear force, which is scary. It's so overwhelming that people tend to react either one of two ways. You know, you just tune it out. We don't think about Korea having nuclear weapons. We don't think about Pakistan. But then suddenly, you know, when it's right in front of your eyes, you have to kind of process and it's overwhelming. And, you know, no one wants to say there's zero risk of such a horrible event happening. But I must admit that I am skeptical that the risk has dramatically changed. I spent three years as the uh, political officer in U.S. Embassy Kiev. Putin was president of Russia, and I was responsible for the relationship with Russia. I traveled many times to meet with thinkers in the, both the private sector and in the government about the relationship. And I just don't believe in the end he has a reason to use a nuclear weapon. That right there, that is Dr. Robert Peacock. He is a professor at Florida International University and a veteran of the U.S. State Department who worked extensively in Ukraine. And while the threat feels heightened, Dr. Peter Trumbor, who chairs the Department of Political Science at Oakland University, he says Putin has not made a clear threat, not yet at least. We are at a place where the risk of nuclear war is the highest it's been in decades. That said, I don't think it's a high risk. I mean, this is not the Cuban Missile Crisis. So Putin is not quite come out and said exactly that nuclear weapons are on the table. He has strongly hinted to the possibility, but you know he hasn't said the magic words. There are certainly people in the Russian pundit space that are being more direct than Putin is. You know, I think the Biden administration's position publicly is the right one, and that is you know, we don't think that this is really something that they're seriously considering. We do know that they have privately communicated to the Russians what the potential consequences would be if Russia used nuclear weapons in Ukraine. 
And I think that's what we have to keep in mind. The thing about using nuclear weapons is that once you let that genie out of the bottle, there is no way to know just what happens next. I'm not an expert on nuclear war or nuclear power, but I do know this. There is little to no coming back from the start of a nuclear war. Dr. Peacock agrees. By using a nuclear weapon, they're basically signaling the downfall of their own people. There's no coming back from these kinds of things. I mean, is that part of why you think the way you do? Absolutely. I think that's a great way to phrase it. In the end, Putin is authoritarian. He's definitely responsible for what I believe are war crimes. But I still believe he's a rational actor. And, you know, what would he gain from dropping a nuclear weapon? One assumes a a tactical missile going to some location inside Ukraine. But no one sees that as winning the war for him in the sense that the Ukrainian military is all located inside what he considers to be Russia today. So I just believe that Putin understands, like you mentioned, that would be the beginning of the end for him. Dr. Peacock was talking about the fallout if the Russians were to start a nuclear war, right? The consequences the country and leadership would face would be huge. Dr. Trumbor adds the fallout has multiple layers. Remember, Russia and Ukraine are neighbors. And it's not just from the consequences of fallout. Any tactical-sized weapon that Russia would use, any weapon of that nature, a tactical weapon, would be of an order of destructive power many times greater than either of the bombs the United States dropped in Japan. The United States dropped those bombs, used those weapons at a time when nobody else had a nuclear weapon. And so there was no fear of a potential nuclear escalation that could lead to the use even of strategic weapons, right, city-killing weapons. There was no risk of that for the United States. You can't guarantee that things won't spiral out of control to really catastrophic levels anymore. Not in an era when you have multiple great powers that have nuclear weapons. If Russia uses these weapons, what are the potential consequences? Not just the immediate consequences of fallout that could blow across Russian soil, but what are the consequences of potential escalation to nuclear exchange. Here is the other thing, according to Dr. Trumbor. As powerful a man as Putin is in Russia, he just can't snap a finger and launch a nuclear offensive. Here's what you also have to take into consideration. It's not that Vladimir Putin has a button on his desk that all he has to do is push it and the weapons get launched. He has to give those orders, and then those orders have to be carried out. And those orders would have to be carried out by people, even if Putin himself is teetering on the edge of instability. The people who would have to carry out those orders would have to be willing to do so, knowing what the possible consequences could be. Even in the Russian system, there are built-in fail-safes, just as there are in the American system. It's not like he picks up the phone and says, push the button, and then it just happens. The other thing that we should be aware of is that Russia does not keep these weapons in a forward-deployed position. They would have to be taken out of depots, loaded on trucks and trains, and driven to the battlefield. And those movements would be visible. And then if that should happen, that gives us yet another opportunity to try to dissuade or deter the Russians from following through. What could have been done outside of Russian and Ukrainian borders to stop this escalation before it even got to this point, if anything? Lynn Rustin is the vice president of the Global Nuclear Policy Program at the Nuclear Threat Initiative. She says we've seen a worldwide degradation of diplomacy. I do think maybe the West went too far in terms of the no business as usual 
policy after Russia invaded Ukraine the first time and annexed Crimea in 2014, because we really, in response to that, shut down a whole lot of channels of communication with Russia. And at some point, that becomes counterproductive because diplomacy shouldn't be a reward for good behavior. It's a tool that you use and you actually need it most with your adversaries and competitors. And so I think that's been problematic. In terms of the erosion of the arms control architecture, there's plenty of blame to go around. I was in the Obama administration when the Russians violated the INF Treaty. Ultimately, the Trump administration withdrew from that treaty, but they did it because Russia was in violation. The Trump administration withdrew from the Open Skies Treaty when there wasn't, in my view, a similar justification. Are we possibly worried about the wrong thing? Nuclear war is scary, for sure. But what about the nuclear reactors inside Ukraine? The town of Zaporizhia is home to the largest nuclear facility in Europe. That's a concern for Dr. Sola Talabi, a nuclear consultant and a professor at the University of Michigan. With every mechanical system, there is a limit. There are really what I consider the three P's of concern. There's the people, the physical facilities, and there are the processes. Those three elements are under massive stress, and not just stress, but sustained stress. The people are, are working under significant duress, and even in the best of circumstances, human beings still make mistakes. The physical facility is being shelled. That is putting the facility under stress. At Zaporizhia, they do have spent fuel storage outside. That could create some local radiological release last P is the processes. And so we've seen the plants being turned on and off, having to ramp up, ramp down. The plants are not designed to be cycled with that level of frequency. In talking to another University of Michigan professor, Dr. John Lee, he says Russia runs a high risk of harming themselves if they destroy the plant at Zaporizhia. I had a former student run some computer simulations for potential release of radioactivity from one of the Zaporizhia units. It turned out that any radioactivity that could have released would migrate more toward Russia than to Poland. So that was somewhat interesting. Despite the calculations done by Dr. Lee's colleague, the massive nuclear power plant is concerning to Dr. Peacock, our Ukrainian-Russian relations expert. I think Ukraine is trying to potentially take the facility without a direct attack, but it's going to be a concern, and it's probably a concern that's going to increase because if Ukraine, as they appear to be doing, to seize and retaking Kherson nearby, then they've kind of had a pincer around that facility. With Chernobyl earlier in the conflict, we saw the Russians withdrew pretty uh, matter-of-factly without too much attempts at doing any damage, but that's definitely going to be a huge concern without a doubt. And I think there's attempts to try to shut down those plants potentially, though with winter coming, there's going to be resistance. It provides electricity and heat in some locations. So I think that's going to definitely be something we keep an eye on. Are we any closer to nuclear war today than we were to start the year? It doesn't really sound like it. At the same time, are we also close to some kind of nuclear issue? Yeah, that seems to be true also. How does it end? Not in Armageddon, hopefully. Lots of help today. Thank you to Robert Peacock, Peter Trumbor, Lynn Rustin, Sola Talabi, and John Lee. This podcast would not be possible without the work of our digital team. 
Check out WWJNewsRadio.com for the top local news stories on demand 24-7. Do you have questions, comments, or concerns about the Daily J? We want to hear them. Send us an email to dailyj at odyssey.com. That's dailyj at audacy.com. Our theme music is written and produced by Ozone Music and Sound in Southfield. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.